All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Trash Talk with Tony Nabrowski. My name's Tony Nabrowski, and thank you for joining me today. So on this week's show, I was joined by Eli Bashi, and we discussed the Lions' Week 6 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, along with the NBA Draft, believe it or not, as we are now less than a month away from the 2020 NBA Draft. So without further ado, I hope you all sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Trash Talk with Tony Obrowski over on 88.3 FM, WXOU. Oh my god, all hell is broken loose. We got no internet connector down here, no intro. Let's just pop right into this show. <laughs> you know, at least one good thing has happened recently. Our boys got a dub. Oh yes, the Lions got a GCW. Eli's rocking the Lions gear today too. Had to do it to him. I don't have the pencil on my ear, but uh, oh, probably should. I have a number two pencil at home. I could have brought it, but... Dang. Missed opportunity. Maybe for Halloween, and I'll wear a clown mask. Oh! Well... There's an idea right there. Yeah, you can... You got if a, he makes it a, till then. You got a clown nose on you? Paint me red? <laughs> play the circus music? I would love to play the circus music, but we ain't got no internet down here! Okay, welcome into this week's show on a Monday, a Victory Monday, I should say. Live from the Oakland Center here in Oak University with no internet connection. Trash Talk with Tony Brownski is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show this week. Whether you're listening live on 88.3 FM, WXOU, WXOU.org slash listen, the Radio FX app, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Welcome into this week's show. Hi, Eli Bashy. Hello, sir. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing a lot better than you. Uh, obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so h- how was your weekend? Um, it was all right, you know. Pretty chill. Had that one-day break from OU. Thank you, guys. Uh, and, and now we're just right back into the fire. Right back into it. Watched my Lions get a big win. Oh. Big win for oh. the morale and the oh. locker room chemistry. And oh. The coaching staff gets to stay now. The whole year, probably. The whole year, just because of this one win against this bottom feeder of a Jacksonville team. Oh, God. How, how's your Victory Monday going so far? Uh, it's going, It's going. you know. Rainy day, came here, and you're complaining about everything, but, you know, you I, have a right to complain. <laughs> I'm not complaining about the Lions. Everything's going wrong. Everything's going wrong for me. Today has not been a great start to the day, but we're pushing through. Um, good to have you back on the show this week, Eli. So, you know what we're talking about. Let's get right into it. Um, I-, I will quickly say this, though. Later on in the show, we will do a little bit of NBA draft talk. You know, the NBA draft is now less than a month away, and, um, it was Eli who told me yesterday, he was like, Tony, let's do a little draft talk now that it's less than a month away, because Eli said, and I quote, I can't do a full hour of... <laughs> I can't do a full hour of Lions talks, so I'm like, I can't either. So we'll do a little bit of NBA draft talk. We'll do some um, Pistons chatter later on in the hour here. But, uh, again, you know where we're starting with the Lions this week. Um, So, you know, I hate to be this guy. You know, I hate to be Mr. Negative. And oh, put, no, you love that. Uh, yeah, I thrive on you, it, apparently. You love being Mr. Negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. All for the likes. I only do it for likes. Um, you know, I hate to poo-poo on everyone's Lions party, but, you know, I talked about it in my post-game video yesterday, Eli. Like, even as dominant as that win was for the Lions yesterday, like, I, I just can't go in front of the camera and come in front of this microphone and just... 
hoot and holler that the season is saved because my biggest takeaway from that game yesterday, it's not that the season is saved. My biggest takeaway is that Jacksonville is terrible. <laughs> I mean, again, as dominant as that win was for the Lions yesterday, and it was dominant across the board, like, I, I just... I, I don't know how seriously I can take that win when they played such a bad football team. And, uh, you know, I just don't... I don't know how excited I can get after a win like that when I know that... I still don't think that this team is very good. Like, the the Lions haven't shown me enough throughout the first few weeks of the season to convince me that a win like that is going to help turn the season around. Now, if they go to Atlanta next week and get a win against a Falcons team, who we'll talk about in a second here, is, I think, better than what the record says they are. Then you can start to... Then you can start to convince me that maybe this thing can be turned around. Because if you win next week, get back to 500, then we have a different conversation. But right here, right now, like, why you have to give credit to the team? Because they played very well. I, dude, it's Jacksonville, man. Like, I, I don't know how seriously I can take it. Gardner Minshew looks like a zookeeper. Oh, my, oh, my sweet Gardner Minshew. He's, he ain't going to be there next year. <laughs> I know he's not, man. <laughs> like, again, you have to give credit to the Lions, though. Because it was a dominant win. You know, probably they did the, what they should have done. This is the first time they've done what you expected them to do. For the first time under the Patricia era, they played a full four-quarter football game. Offensively and defensively. You know, defensively yesterday, they did everything right. They stopped the run. They held Jacksonville to, I think, 44 rushing yards on the game, <laughs> which... That, for, I feel like that more so shows how bad Jacksonville is. Well, again, we'll get to that. <laughs> but, you know... For a rush defense that's been given up close to 200 rushing yards a game, to hold a team to 44 rushing yards is pretty solid, uh, especially for a Jacksonville run game that it, they've been good this year. You know, James Robinson, he's on a couple fantasy teams of mine. You know, he's been playing very good this year for them. Um, you know, it's also funny what happens, Eli, when you get when you get pressure to the quarterback. It's crazy. <laughs> the Lions sent a couple blitzes yesterday. They made Gardner a little uncomfortable. And look what happened. They stopped the run. They stopped the run. Um, again, they got pressure to the quarterback, and they got a couple turnovers because of that. You know, Garner, he threw a pick to Deron Harmon, and uh, Trey Flowers also had that strip sack because, again, he got pressure to the quarterback, which it's funny how that works. <laughs> you know, they stopped the run. They got pressure to the quarterback. Um, they forced some turnovers, and... In general, it was just a complete flip on the defensive side of the ball. It seems as if old Matt Patricia was, you know, playing his defense. He's still calling the defense, let's be honest. Well, hello, I've been saying that Corey for Corey Unlin, like, nothing has changed from Paul Pascaloni to Corey Paul Unlin. Paul Pascaloni! Nothing? I wish I could play the Stephen A. bit, but we ain't got no internet down here. Nothing's changed from Paul Pasqualoni <laughs> to Corey Unblin, right? No! Nothing. No! But now, you know, old Matty P's guru's <laughs> job is on the line, and he's like, all right, I actually have to call a defense like how a defense should be played, you know? I actually have to get pressure on the quarterback, or else I'm out of here. <laughs> like, I would not win this game if we... You think they would have won that game if 
they hadn't got pressure on Gardner Minshew. I mean, I said it before the game. I think Jacksonville might not be such a slouch, but I was wrong. <laughs> that game would have been closer if he hadn't called the defense the way it was called. No, they made adjustments on defense. I think it was Michael Rothstein who mentioned yesterday how they played a lot less man yesterday. Yeah. It only took three years. <laughs> and a it only took 10, a little fire on his record. ass. It only took a 10-24-1 record. It only took Patricia to sit down in his seat and go, damn, that's hot, to go, let's let's change it up a little bit on defense. <laughs> and it, it, it worked. It really worked on um, Sunday. You know, it worked yesterday. Again, they stopped the run. They got pressure to the quarterback, forced some turnovers, made Gardner Minshew a little uncomfortable. And, again, the defense played very, very well. Now, Jacksonville did not help. At all. No. Like, their kicker yesterday... Yeah. They picked him up off the street. <laughs> missed a 32-yard... I think that might be the first time I've seen a guy miss a 32-yard field goal in the NFL. He never kicked a field goal before the game yesterday. Never kicked a field goal in a game. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure he's kicked a field goal. Not in <laughs> high school or college. Well, I mean, I'm sure like... In peewee? No, you just kick field goals. I'm sure Matthew Stafford has kicked a field goal before. Um, well, Jacksonville's kicker yesterday. It was a, a viral tweet. He got one. Not high school, not college. He got one, though. He got his first one. I was, in, I was expecting Jacksonville to win on the game-winning field goal, but that's <laughs> not what happened. Um, you know, Jacksonville did not help at all. They had one drive, I think it was in the second or third quarter, where they were in the red zone. And, you know, second and third down, they took they took shots in the end zone for some bizarre reason. I don't know what Jay Gruden was thinking there, but anywho, the defense played very well yesterday. Complete flip from what we have seen throughout the first few weeks of the season, even including Arizona, you know, because, yeah. you know. That was all Kyler Murray. That was Kyler. <laughs> that was Kyler being very bad. Um, Tyler's texting us. Eli, you're missing Randy Bullock. Missed field goal week one versus the Chargers. I don't watch the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, but again, Jacksonville didn't help, but the defense played very well yesterday. Um, and offensively, um, that was the best I think the offense has played this season. I mean, honestly, again, Jacksonville's defense is god awful, <laughs> but that's the best the offense has played all season long. You and I were texting during the game yesterday. What did you tell me about Matthew Stafford? Matthew Stafford looks a lot sharper than he has so far this year. <laughs> he looked a lot sharper yesterday. He was making throws that he was missing throughout the earlier part. Guys were just dropping some of his pass. He would have had a lot higher completion percentage, but some guys were dropping his passes. He was throwing sidearm yesterday. Oh, yeah. They were targeting oh. TJ Hawkinson? Yeah. For once, yeah. instead of two targets a game, TJ Hawkinson yeah. throughout the whole game was getting targets. He only had, like, one or two catches, but... Yeah, it's but they were looking for him. Right, yeah, I just yeah. like the fact that they were looking for him, and they were trying to mix it up a little bit. I mean, they were still doing the run-run pass, but it was working yesterday. When the run game worked like it did yesterday, yeah. you could do that all you want. You could want. do run-run pass. <laughs> I mean, the Lions... When you're gaining, like, six yards a run, you can do the run-run pass. It's fun having a run game, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And not giving up 180 rushing yards a game. It's fun being on this side. Having 180 rushing yards instead of giving up 180 rushing yards. Lions offense yesterday, 180 yards on the ground. DeAndre Swift, 
14 carries, 116 yards, 2 TDs. Listen, man, I've been saying since the Arizona game, I want more DeAndre Swift. We've all been saying it. No. You're right. You should. You they should, haven't all been saying it. You should. I've you, been saying it. And you, you've been you, saying you it. You should have seen my mentions in the Cardinals game, and I said, boy, "AP is working." Boy, I was like, I want to see more DeAndre Swift. I want to see more DeAndre and Carryon. You well, have a three-headed monster. Well, Carryon's dead. I mean, let's be real here. He's a good <laughs> pass blocker. Oh God bless. He hit that that brace on his knee. He's not gonna be able to. He can block, man. Oh yeah, God bless. But I mainly wanted to see more DeAndre Swift. You took him in the second round this year. A lot of draft experts said that he was the best running back in the class. Like, I wanted to see him more. And I've been saying that since week three. And the thing that people told me was, no, I disagree. I want to see AP because he's the hot hand. My exact response was, and I quote, that's cute. Hi, Michael. Give me more DeAndre Swift. That's cute. But I want to see more of the second rounder. I don't Yesterday, want to see 37-year-old Adrian Peterson. Hey, I think he's 34, 35. Let's be nice. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I just don't. I'd re- He's just not fast anymore. He can find the gaps. But once he finds the gaps, you're going to get like eight yards maybe. When if DeAndre Swift found the gap, he might take it all the way. AP's been good for this team this year. I'm not he disagreeing has. with that. But, he's, but he should be their third down guy. He should be their number two behind and their, DeAndre Swift. And their red zone guy. He should be number two behind DeAndre Swift. And I hope yesterday kind of put a little a little, a little, nudge to Daryl Bevel and company to go, hmm, maybe we should give him more carries. <laughs> I mean, did you see that one run? I think it was in the second quarter where he just, just he was gone. He was gone. He, made he could have gone all the way he, if he didn't slow down at the end. But he still was fast enough to even get in that yeah. position, you know? Like, you put him in open space, he could take it to the house. AP would have gotten, what, like 15 yards maybe on that? And then <laughs> K- they, he would have would have gotten maybe two. <laughs> oh, I love Carrion, but oh, no. Anywho. Um, no, I've said I've wanted to see more DeAndre Swift. We saw more DeAndre yesterday. 116 yards, two TDs on 14 carries. He was fantastic. And, again, I hope this is kind of a nudge to the coaching staff to go – Let's use DeAndre a little bit more here, okay? We took him in the second round. Let's use him a little bit more. And let's now use him against an Atlanta defense that he can probably do well against. Um, That was Matthew Stafford's 12th career game with a 100-yard rusher. 12th. What's his record in those games, Tony? Tell me. 10-2. and two. Hmm. 10-2 and two when Matthew Stafford has a 100-yard rusher. That was his second career 100-yard rusher since Barry? Third. Carry on had two, I believe. But DeAndre's the second player to get 100 in a game. Carry yeah. on two. Car- well, carry on two. Reggie Bush? Did he get 100? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he is three. My bad, my bad. But still got 100 yards yesterday. Very, very nice. Um, Kenny Galladay, over 100 receiving yards yesterday. The Lions um, had a rusher go over 100, and a receiver get over 100 yesterday. Kenny Gallon is pretty good, huh? Yeah, he's alright. Maybe you should pay him. Maybe you should, Did you see uh, his Instagram caption yesterday? Give that man a blank check and let him write it himself. Did you see his Instagram caption yesterday? I did. There's so many different ways to interpret it. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> one way to interpret he's just, it. He's just posting that coincidentally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That bleep's gonna cost you. Yeah, he's just posting that for the giggles. 
Um, Ty was sending us a text. What's up, Tyler? What did he say? Yeah, um, job at best. I was about to say that, best. too. Okay, so we've had more 100-yard rushers since Barry. For some reason... But not I, consistently. No. It's just like one game every season, pretty much. <laughs> it's, like, it's like once in a blue moon, okay? Yeah. But, I mean, 12 times in 12 years for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> How many quarterbacks in 12 years have only had 12 100-yard rushers? <sighs> That's just a lions for you. By the way, welcome to the show, Mike. <laughs> hey, round of applause for Mike, by the way. You guys car back Mike, today. we're happy for you. Got the Jeep back. Yeah, knock on wood if you're with me. Raiders on Sunday Night Football this week. I'll tell you what, man. And Grant's on the show next week. I'll tell you what, we're going to be pretty good, man. Okay, enough Raiders talk for now. That'll be next week. Um, so, yeah, the offense was also very good yesterday. I think 34 points is the most points in the Patricia era for the Lions. <laughs> 34! So. Good for them. It only took 30-something games. <laughs> that is Matt Patricia's 11th win as Lions head coach. Yeah. Congratulations, Matty P. Uh, win number 11. <laughs> it only took three years, but he's finally got 11. Oh, Stop being so negative for likes, Tony. Yeah, I'm a cloud chaser, man. <laughs> but, again, the Lions dominated yesterday. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. But, at the same time, Eli, like, I just can't get that excited when it was Jacksonville. No. Like, the New York Jets are the worst team in football. Yeah. They might not win a game this year. No, they're bad. The second or third worst team in football, it might be Jacksonville. Might be Jacksonville, Redskins. <laughs> like, uh, how is Jacksonville so bad, man? Like, they got they got names on offensive defense. Do they, though? I mean, Gardner's been playing well. No. Yes. <laughs> he's not good. He's not, but he's been doing decent. What was he, a sixth-round pick? Fifth or sixth. He's playing like that. <laughs> That's how he's playing. Listen, Gardner's been not terrible. He's not going to be a starting quarterback next year. <laughs> no! But I still... They're I still, going to pick up a he, Justin Fields. Or he, a he, still, he still had some nice moments, I thought. Minshew Mania. Minshew Mania. Um, James Robinson, again, he's been good this year. Undrafted, he's been good. Um, that Cole guy. Keenan? 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 Whatever. Cole? Yeah, whatever his That's name is. That's a brand. That's clothing brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another another text from Tyler. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, no Josh Allen. That's true. They no Josh Allen, which uh, he is another name. But, like, I don't know. I, I came into that game saying that Jacksonville wasn't going to be a slouch. I was wrong. Like, the Lions absolutely kicked their teeth in. <laughs> and maybe they should have, okay? Yeah. They, they should have kicked their teeth in. I'd say Jacksonville, if there's five tiers of being good in the NFL, I'd say Jacksonville's in the fifth tier on the bottom, and then I'd put the Lions in the fourth tier, one tier above them. No, Jacksonville's a different breed of bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are a different breed of bad. Um, but, like, like, I just can't come in front of this microphone and talk playoffs right now. No. Like, Albert Breer, God bless. I have a lot of respect for Albert, but he tweeted yesterday. He's just doing his job. Yeah. But he tweeted yesterday that if things go perfectly for the weekend, you know, the Lions can find themselves half a game out of the playoffs. And it's like, come on, we're not doing this. <laughs> Wait till they're at 500 at least. Wait till they get to 500 for that time. If they get to 500. We'll talk about that in a second. But, like, Eli, I've talked enough. Like, 
Am I just being too negative here? Like, what? How are you feeling after that dominant win over Jackson? I think, I don't think, I I do think you're being too negative. You're you're, but that's just how you are. You just want Matt Patricia gone. No, 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 no. I would much rather see this team prove me wrong. Really? What do you mean, really? I've said this on the show and on my videos and on Twitter. At this point, though, dude, like, I want to win, bro. Even if they win. You still won't be. You see, convinced. I. You see how stressed out you I am. You still won't be convinced about Matt. Patricia. Do you see how stressed out I am about yes. school? Like yes. I would love to see. I would love to just watch the Lions on Sunday, have them win, and then just for me to go on Twitter and just be happy go lucky. But this team hasn't. Sh- this team hasn't shown me that, man. They're not. Like every time they win a football game, it's, uh, except for the Giants last year, it's like. Boy, they kind of fell into that win. And yesterday was different. But at the same time, like, I just... Ugh, is yesterday really different? Like, again, my biggest takeaway is that Jacksonville blows. At the same time, like, you could say, week one, they fell into that loss. You know what? I got something to say about that week one loss. Go ahead. I've seen a lot of people say, we're a drop touchdown pass away from three and two. This This should be the narrative. We are a blown lead away from yeah. being three and two. Stop putting the blame That's on correct. poor DeAndre, man. Like I, I said that after week one. I'm saying it right now. Stop blaming that game on DeAndre Swift. We blew a big, ginormous lead at home to Mitch Trubisky. Who's Would it have been great if DeAndre caught that pass? Yes. Yeah, but they also blew what twenty one point lead. Uh, a a giant lead. <laughs> a giant lead. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm not as down on them. I'm pretty down on the team as you, you are, but like, I don't know. I think, I just think you got to see what they do next week. If they get to three and three, or four and four, it's a completely different conversation. I'm gonna t- be talking about. Okay, maybe there's something here. Maybe it'll be a completely different conversation if they are able to come out of the bye week and go two and zero. That's. That's huge. If they beat the Falcons, who just dropped 40 on Minnesota, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Um, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of people are so high on this team right now is because of their, quote, easy schedule. Um, maybe I'm alone in this. I don't see this easy schedule. I don't either. I, I don't see how this is an easy schedule. The Colts have the best defense oh, no, in the no, no, league. No, 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 no. Let's, let's go in order Let's here. go in order. Let's go in order, okay? Let's start with Atlanta next Sunday, yeah. okay? Atlanta, they were they were previously 0-5. They fired yes. Dan Quinn, they fired their GM. But it's been one game. But after one game, they look like they have a new life in that team, okay? They look like they really are playing well for their interim guy. Um, the offense was thriving yesterday. And Minnesota's garbage. We'll they talk stink. about them later. But Matt Ryan yesterday... I think he went 30 of 40 or 31 of 41. One of those two. But 10 incompletions for 371 yards, four TDs, no picks. Ryan looked like Matty Ice yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? He looked good. Julio Jones is back healthy. I think he had two touchdowns yesterday. Calvin Ridley's been popping off. Todd Gurley's played well this year. He's not the same guy he once was, but he's been playing well like... And their defense yesterday also got, I think, three picks on your boy. What's his name? My boy? Kurt. 
Burke Buzzins? Burke Buzzins. Burke Buzzins. Yeah. Not Kirk Cousins. No, no. No, no, no. The third best quarterback in the NFC North. <laughs> oh, let's be nice to Nick Foles. Yeah, man. maybe fourth. <laughs> let's be nice maybe to Nick Foles. Nick has a Super Bowl, man. What's Nick's nickname? Big Woo Nick. Okay. Um, Big Richard Nick. <laughs> oh, Big, Big Clark Nick. Yes. Yes. You know, Dick Clark. Yeah, yeah. Big Stockton, Nick. Yeah, I was about to Dick say that. Dick Stockton. One. There you go. <laughs> okay, anywho. Um, but no, the Falcons, through one game, they look like they have new life in that team. And I've been saying even before they fired Dan Quinn, I think this offense, that offense, can put up 50 on this Lions defense. <laughs> so if you think that this defense is actually fixed, let's see how they do next week against a good Falcons offense. That's the test. The Falcons have actual real NFL players on that offense. <laughs> They're not. They don't play like a one in five team. No, you're as good as your record says you are, but I do think the Falcons can't be better than their one in five record yes. right now. Again, they look like they have new life with their new interim head coach. Sometimes it's funny in the NFL how that works. You fire a head coach and your team just starts. It happens sometimes, and it's been one game. I don't want to go too crazy here. But the Falcons, they played really, really well yesterday. They're not going to be no slouch. Like, don't give me the 1-5 record. Watch that game against Minnesota yesterday, and you'll you'll know. That's going to be a real test for this Lions team. If you can win that game, get back to 500, it'll be a different conversation on this show next week. I promise you. But that's next week. No more negative Tony. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the following week, the Colts are in town. You, you and I are really high on the Colts. Oh, yeah. I said before the season started, I think they're a playoff team. For sure. Darius Leonard's been out for the past couple of weeks, but with Darius Leonard, that might be the best defense in football. It's the best defense in football. Like, the Colts' defense is really, really good. And even though Phillip Rivers is a dinosaur, um, He's but, doing enough. behind that O-line and with that run game He's led by Jonathan Taylor... Plus yards. Behind that old line, behind that run game led by Jonathan Taylor, like Phillip Rivers is doing just enough. They're four and two right now. Like that could be a wild card team in the AFC. Okay, that's no slouch either. And I like Frank Wright. No, oh God, no. Yeah, they could. Tennessee, they are not better than the Titans, bro. You, you never know, man. Have you watched the Tennessee Titans? The Colts are good. Have answer my question. Have you watched yes. the Tennessee Titans? Yes. That's not a fluke. I mean, you get one injury to Derrick Henry. The Colts are winning that division. <laughs> Derrick Henry carries the Titans. It, we're, listen, we're not in Tennessee. It's time we start putting some respect on Tannehill's name. But that's neither here or there. Um, the Colts, again, they're no slouch either. Um, following that is, I think, Minnesota. And listen, we, we mentioned it a few minutes ago. Minnesota's terrible. <laughs> but at the same time, we can't beat Minnesota, man. Outside of Green Bay twice in 2017, Patricia has no wins against the NFC North. Like, he just can't win divisional games. And I, I just still have doubts, even with Minnesota being as terrible as they are, that we can actually beat that team. Like, they have some players on offense, too. You know, even with Kurt. You know, Adam Thielen's been really good this year. Uh, Justin Jefferson does not look like a rookie. He has been really, really good this year for them. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has played very well when he's been healthy. Um, Minnesota's terrible, and that defense is god-awful. But 
Listen, man. Matt Patricia since 2018 against the division. Guess how many wins he has. Since 2017? 2018? Since 2017. Two wins against the Packers? He has two in 2017. Since 2018, excuse me. How many does he have? Oh. I'll help you. Zero. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> was Zero. about that. He has not won a divisional game since sweeping the Packers in 2017. After that, he got Washington football. That's a team he should win. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's it's a like game. A Jacksonville situation. That's a game you should win. Okay, you know, my biggest concern was that they wouldn't be able to stop Chase Young, but the Lions' offensive line is really good this year. Like they should they should be fine against Washington football. But after that, you got Carolina. Who Carolina? Listen, man, they're not no slouch either. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's been playing very good. Other um, than yesterday in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Bears are five one, man. Um. And also, Christian McCaffrey, we assume, will be back and healthy by that time. Um, he'll probably have over 200 scrimmage yards <laughs> against this defense. So, like, the moral of the story here, Eli, is that, like, everyone's talking about this easy schedule for the Lions. I think people forget that they look at us as the easy win. We're the easy win for all those teams except maybe Washington. Even then, that might be like a pick em game. That might be a game where they go in their locker room and they're like, guys... This is a winnable game for us. We're playing the Lions. Like, again, like, I don't want to be negative, man. But, like, I just, I, I tell it how I see it. The way I see this football team is that that was a really, really nice win yesterday. And they needed that win. Because if they didn't win that game yesterday, you know what we're talking about today? Patricia's gone. Because <laughs> he would have been. You saw those reports that came out before the game yesterday. As it should have been. Yeah. You lose to Jacksonville? You're, you're they would have left there. him there. You better get out of there. They would have left him in Jacksonville, okay? But, I just, I don't know, man. I, I need to see what they do against a real football team. And Atlanta might not be a real football team, but they're a hell of a lot more real than <laughs> Jacksonville. More of a test than Jacksonville. Yes. You know? I mean, again, that, that, that's just where I'm at right now. Like, if they, if they beat Atlanta on Sunday, it's a completely different conversation. You know, even if they squeak into the win, I I promise. If they just get the win, I don't care how they get the win against Atlanta. Yeah, if they even if you they get the win against Atlanta, let's say Matt Ryan throws a bad pick in like the fourth quarter, and the Lions win on like a game-winning field goal or something stupid. Okay, they still got it. Yeah, I'm not gonna come in front of this microphone and be like, "Well, they kind of." I mean, that's how the Bears have gotten half their wins this year. Yeah, if you. If the Lions squeak... I don't think Bears fans are complaining about their 5-1 lucky record. No, they're not. Like, if the Lions squeak into a win next week, I'm not coming from this microphone and being like, well, they kind of squeaked into that one. No, I'm going to be like, hey, a win is a win in the 3-3 right now. Now, go go beat Minnesota, who's going to be 1-5. One They play Green Bay. They'll probably be 1-6. <laughs> you got to be. If you're 3-3, three and three, Minnesota's 1-6, you got to beat Minnesota. If you don't beat Minnesota, then I'm compl- I'm, out. I'm out, dude. <laughs> Minnesota stinks. Now, let's say Minnesota beats Green Bay somehow. They're, oh, God, they're not. No, no. <laughs> Minnesota agrees to be, beats Green Bay, then I won't be mad if the Lions lose to them. You know? Let's beating. just say Burke Buzzins goes off. 400 yards for Burke Buzzins. Adam Thielen. 400? 400 yards. Adam Thielen 
150 receiving yards. I would love that for my fantasy team. <laughs> and they somehow squeak a win against Green Bay, then then you got to be worried as Lions fans that you're going to end up last in the division. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, excuse me. I forgot about the Colts after Atlanta. Excuse me. Um, you're losing to the Colts. I think the Colts win that game. You're losing to the Colts. But still, even if you're going to the Minnesota game 3-4, and four, like, that's a hell of a lot better than 2-5. and five. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the goal right now for the Lions should absolutely be get to that Minnesota game 3-4. and four. Yeah. At least a game below 500. Like, I-, I think we learn about this team this Sunday against Atlanta. That's it. Is, that, yeah. is that fair to say? That's fair. Because, again, I don't think there's some bum like Jacksonville. No. Even though I gave Jacksonville a little bit too much credit going into the game, they're going to be a... They stink. I, Jacksonville? Yeah. <laughs> again, the Jets are the worst team in football, but Jacksonville's... We smell, they're up but there. they stink. Is that fair? No, they... Jacksonville straight up reeks. <laughs> they straight up reek, man. They're like the internet connection down here. They straight up reek. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I hate, I don't want to repeat myself here, but I, I think we learned about this team, who they actually are, on Sunday. That's fair to say. Yeah. Because if you can go into that Colts game 3-3, three and three, and let's say, hypothetically, fans can be allowed into Ford Field for that game, because that's been the target date for a little while. I don't if, know if, if uh, Mrs. Whitmer will... Happy about that. Let's just say that they do, though. If you got fans in the crowd for that game, three and three against the Colts team that will be above five hundred because their bye week is this week. Oh baby, new life for this football team. And then they lose to the Colts, and it all goes downhill again. <laughs> and then I'm coming in front of this. They uh, dr- they only dropped like seven points against the Colts, and then all goes downhill. How many points are they going to score on the Colts? Our offense is not that good. We have Matthew Stafford, but he'll only take you so far. You ain't running on the Colts. (laughs) You're not running on the Colts like you did against Jacksonville. No. You're going to get, like, maybe, maybe 50 yards on the ground against the Colts if you're lucky. Especially if Darius Leonard's back for them. Because, again, the Colts Colts coming into that game will be coming off a bye. They're biased this week. If you're lucky, you'll get 50 rushing yards against the Colts. Colts are good, man. You might How many Colts games have you watched this year? One. Because I know you're a Colts guy. One. Okay, I've seen three. I've just watched Phillip Rivers throw picks, and I'm like, man, please give them Stafford, and then they will be <laughs> so godly. Dude, their defense is good. Yeah. And again, behind that offensive line. I think Phillip Rivers loses them that game if anything's going to lose them that game. Just Philip Rivers throwing stupid picks. You know what? If the Lions defense plays good against Atlanta and they can ride that confidence into the Colts game, why can't they force a couple turnovers on the dinosaur Phillip? They could. That would be the only way. Yeah. That's their only chance is making Philip Rivers throw picks. But other than that, they're not scoring on the Colts. I'll give them I'll give them fourteen points tops on the Colts. You know, something just came to my head, Eli. Let me look at the game notes for every Lions game this year. It's funny what happens when the Lions get multiple turnovers. Um, so, 
Um, I'm, I'm fairly confident that in both line wins this year. Tyler can correct me if I'm wrong. They've had more than one turnover. Forced turnover, I should say. And pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how that it's, works. Yeah, it's weird how when you don't play man coverage for 90% of the game, you have a chance. Mm. So, to quickly wrap up the Lions talk. Hold on. Tyler's going to correct me. Correct. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. If you could play good against Atlanta in that hot offense with real NFL players, <laughs> including a deadly wide receiver duo with Julio and Calvin Ridley, um, take some confidence into the Colts game, get some turnovers on Dinosaur fill-up, see what happens. But, again, like, <clears throat> I, I, I replied this to one of my followers yesterday because they brought up how the playoffs are, I think he said achievable with this schedule. I said in a quote, show me, don't tell me. Teams look at us as the easy win. Okay? <clears throat> right here, right now, your prediction for next week because you won't be here. Falcons game. I can't see them beating the Falcons. They, like, at this point, from what I've seen, the Falcons dropped 40 on Minnesota. <clears throat> we're To me, we're in the same tier as Minnesota. We're in that bottom tier. Not the bottom, bottom with Jacksonville and the Jets. We're in the tier above them with the Vikings and us. <laughs> it's the Vikings and us in that second to last tier. And they're going to do exactly what they did to Minnesota, to me. I mean... If they drop over 40 on us... Oh, boy. They might, man. Our defense. Oh, I know. Uh, but <laughs> if they just wax us, dude, is there any chance Patricia's gone? If they would just destroy, like, beat us by 20-plus. If you lose to a 1-5 football team... By 20-plus. Like, what the Packers did to us. If they did what the Packers did to us, is there a chance Patricia's gone after that game? Even with the reports that came out yesterday before the game, I tweeted, I'll believe when I see it. Like, I, I, I would not have believed that they were actually going to fire Patricia even if they lost yesterday until I saw the notification. Like, I just don't... I don't believe this football team actually has the kahunas to do it. I mean, I think you lose to the Falcons, then then you're going to lose to the Colts. Might even lose to Minnesota. Then I just don't see how you keep your job after that. You start. <coughs> they start 2-5 and five or 2-6... and six. This man can't keep his job. Listen, I've always had Thanksgiving circled. If you're, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you're dangerously below 500 on Thanksgiving and you lose to Houston, I think that could be a little. I think that might Happy be Thanksgiving, Matt Patricia. I think now I, leave. I think I think that might be the time that it happens. But Eli, the Lions dominated yesterday. Their game below 500. That was our conversation for a couple minutes. <laughs> is Patricia when is Patricia going to get fired? <laughs> That's still a conversation. Cause he, I just don't. I don't believe it, man. That's what I'm saying. Cause the only reason they looked good yesterday is because he's trying to save his job by doing things he's not normally doing. That's, that's if their defense had been called the way it was yesterday, we wouldn't even be talking about him being fired. That's what I'm saying. All they had to do week one was get pressure on True Biscuits. And they would be 3-2 and two right now. And we wouldn't even be discussing 
him being fired, we'd still be saying, we're three and two, you know, we're still above 500. We don't have to talk about firing him yet. He wasn't good in the past, but let's keep giving him a chance, you know. But no, he he's only getting pressure to the quarterback now that he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I might be out of here soon, you know. Listen to me very closely. I want this team to prove me wrong. Yes. Like, I want to see them win this yes. season. They need to show me, not tell me. Yes. But that's my biggest argument right now. Show me, don't tell me. We got an easy schedule. Show me. Win next week, get back to 500, and then go into the Colts game with a little bit of confidence in yourself. Like, again, we're really going to learn who this football team is this Sunday. Because, again, I don't think the Falcons are some slouch. You know, yesterday they went for it on fourth down in the red zone. Lions? Yeah. They went for it on fourth down. Do you think they do that if Patricia's job isn't on the line? <clears throat> That's not a Patricia thing to do. He, like, he could have just trotted Prater out there. It was like a 25-yard field goal or something. They were on the one-yard line. I mean, the smart move for any coach would have been to go for it, you know? Because if you, if you fail, then, you know, the team gets put on the one-yard line with Gardner Minshew. He's not going 99 yards. <laughs> but I don't see them going for that. Because what was our thing? They're all they're so conservative. They never take any risks. They don't try anything. They never go for it on fourth down. I think if Patricia wasn't smelling his seat on fire, I don't think they go for it on fourth down against the Jags. I think they just say, listen, we'll take any points against the Jags. I definitely think there is a lot of intensity going forward throughout the rest of the season. They're more aggressive than I've ever seen them be in their play calling. Excuse me. I I think every game does matter from this point out because you absolutely know they're hearing the noise. Oh, yeah. Patricia's hearing the noise. Every post-game press conference, they ask him, why are you the coach for this team? And then he says, you know, from a coaching standpoint, we just got to coach better. Got to execute better. You're from an execution standpoint? They did that yesterday and gave him credit. But again, I think from a systemic standpoint, we have the system in place. I think we just got to execute better. I want you to bring the number two pencil on next time. I will. I'll bring my number two pencil on Good. next time. Who's going to be on around Halloween? Grant's next week. Grant's next week. And then Tyler's after that. Okay. Tyler's going to be on the November 2nd. Right after Halloween. Yeah. You guys wear your Halloween clown costumes <laughs> with your number two pencil. Let me look up the Lions schedule again. Um, so, you're after Jacksonville. Grant's after Atlanta. Tyler's after Indy. And then you're after Minnesota. Ooh. Things might be very different by that point. Or they'll be the same. I mean, this is a really, really important two, three, four game stretch for them. These are the easiest games of their schedule, I would say. Yeah, because... If there was winnable games, if you beat Atlanta, then I think the Colts are winnable. You beat Atlanta, the Colts are winnable. Vikings are definitely winnable. Washington's winnable. Washington's very winnable. Washington's winnable right now. Carolina, I think... That game will be closer. If you give the Colts a fight, then you can give Carolina a fight. Yeah. Um, Even though we just spent a few minutes talking about how I don't think this schedule is as easy as people think, I mean, this is the stretch where the Lions have to get out a few wins. But next week will tell us. Yes. 
but again, um, if even though we just said that we don't think that the schedule is as easy as people might say, this is this this is the stretch of the schedule where you still have to get out some wins because to close out the year, their final <laughs> their final four games are versus Green Bay at Tennessee versus Tampa Bay versus Minnesota. I see one win in that maybe against maybe. the Vikings. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe one win against maybe the Vikings. Maybe one win. I mean, again, Eli, we've said before. I mean, we'll we'll learn everything we need to know about this football team against Atlanta, because, you know, if, again, if you can get back to five hundred, we're coming on this. We're coming on the air next week and talk about how put everything that's happened behind us. The three and three right now, coming back home to face Indy. Like, get Terrell Crosby some water. Oh no, we'll be fine. Just. Oh. Get that man to the Great Lakes. <laughs> Speaking of the offensive line, by the way, why the hell does Patricia keep on doing a guard rotation? I don't know. They took Jonah Jackson out of the game yesterday. I don't know. I didn't get. I thought it was because of injury or something. No, it's a guard rotation. Jonah's been our best rookie this year. Yeah, I don't understand. Things were going right. It's like they see things going right and they're they like, try to screw "This it is up. too good. It's too good to be true." They try Let's to change it, it around. Yeah, <laughs> they tried to screw it up. Um... That's a very minor complaint to what was a very good day for the Lions yesterday, though. So, again, very nice win, but it's still not enough for me to go season saved. Like, I need to see more. Go get a win next week. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Prove me wrong. That's it. Please prove me wrong. Okay? I want to be proven wrong. Next week, go to Atlanta, get a win, make them 1-6. You go to 3-3. Let's go. You go to three and three. It's almost a fresh start. It's almost a new season. It, it is a fresh start because they're back at five hundred. New season. Yeah. Right there. There you go. All right. Um. So to close out this week's show, Eli, as you wished, let's do a little Pistons draft talk because we are now officially less than a month away from the two thousand twenty NBA draft. Pistons obviously have the seventh pick in the draft this year, and. <clears throat> They're in a really interesting spot because, you know, Troy Weaver has mentioned that it's best player available. And for a team that's starting their rebuild, maybe it should be best player available. Yeah. But at the same time, though, you need a point guard. I really want a, I really want a point guard, man. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you answer this, but. You know, my guy right now is Killian Hayes. I mentioned him before on Twitter. Like, I really, really like Killian Hayes. You know, I think he might need to work on his shot a little bit. You know, he's not he wasn't the best three-point shooter, if I remember correctly, no. in France. But, I mean, this is still a guy who's a really Form good... Form looks good, though. No, it looks form good. Form looks good. Efficiency isn't there. That's just, all I really care about is the, is the form. He just needs to get shot down. Mm-hmm. and Just needs more reps. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he's a really good shot creator. Excellent playmaker. He get the ball... To the rim, and he can he can score. He's a good scorer. Yes. And uh, there's a lot to like with Killian Hayes' game. You know, I'm upset that they're not going to give Lamelo ball because that was my number one guy. But I think Killian Hayes would be a nice consolation at number seven. Um, but to you, I mean, we still got a lot of time to go. But like, you also mentioned that you're kind of looking for a point guard. I mean, where are you looking for the Pistons to go? in about one month's time with that seventh pick. Um, I'm kind of... The thing with that is that I'm scared he will be gone to Chicago at four. Killian? I hear the Bulls like him at four, and they're not completely sold on Kobe White, and they think they could sell on Kobe White. 
and, you know, get something big back for Kobe White because Kobe White was kind of balling out a little bit last year. He was year. good last year. He was all right. Mm-hmm. Started off slow, but, the, I mean, I'd more blame that on Boylan than anything. <laughs> Boylan's probably the worst coach in NBA history. Not good. <laughs> Not I good. Know. But uh, if uh, – I saw reports today, though. This is interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but there's reports that a lot of teams between two and six are very high on OB Toppin. I between see two that. and six, a report came out. Good. Not seven. <laughs> you notice seven wasn't there. We're seven. So if Obi Toppin goes before our pick, that's going to be amazing. Because that means someone's falling to us. Mm-hmm. We don't have to take Isaac Okoro, Stanley Johnson 2.0. That's my fear. My fear is Tyrese Halliburton, who's the safest pick in the draft by far. He's just such a safe pick. He's His, his floor is like... He's got a mid-tier floor, and his ceiling is so low, like, you can you can touch him. You can touch his ceiling. That's how low it is. So, I don't want Halliburton. I don't want... Have you seen Halliburton's shot? That thing is whack, man. It's whack. That's not an NBA jumper. Not- I've never seen anyone in the NBA shoot with a jumper like that since, like, the 80s or 90s. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you really quickly, but, like... I'm not against Halliburton. Like, I, I agree with you that his shot kind of concerns me. I would be me. very upset if we had to pick Halliburton. I would be mad if we took him over Killian. That, I don't think there's any way that If happens. Killian is gone, my exact reaction is going to be, he wasn't my favorite point guard, but it's a point guard nonetheless. And he is a safe pick. It's not going to be mine. I will be in the bathtub crying Oh no! if we pick Tyrese Halliburton. It's the safest pick possible. <sighs> The upside is so... There's no upside. He's just... Here he is. He might be okay. I think you can, I think you can turn him into a nice starter, but... But other than that... That's his, that might be his ceiling. That's, that's his ceiling, a nice starter. A like, starter. Killian's, Killian's ceiling might be... All-star. Really, really good. All-star. <laughs> there are some, there are some uh, prospect rankings that have Killian at, like, one. <laughs> one! Like, yeah. But... Continue. Um, and then I'm just thinking if let's let's do a little mock here. Number one, I think Lamelo is gonna go number one supposedly to Minnesota. You do? They're, they're saying that, dude. <sighs> I think Anthony. Anthony Edwards, Edwards Lamelo, Lamelo is gonna be gone top three. Charlotte's gonna take him. You yeah. know? Yeah. So let's just let's just do a quick mock. Anthony Edwards one, James Wiseman two. If the Warriors don't trade the pick. I think even if they trade the pick, I think James goes too. James goes too. Even if James doesn't go too, let's say someone trades up for uh, Lamelo, mm-hmm. I think I think James goes three to Charlotte. Charlotte, like yeah. they'll need I a think center. If Lamelo's gone, Charlotte's gonna take one. They'll need a center. Their current their current centers are who? Bismack Biombo yeah. and Ty- Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller. <laughs> yeah, Wiseman makes sense for that team. So that's your top three. In some order, it's going to be Edwards, Melo, James mm-hmm. Wiseman. And then four. I think Denny. Four, Denny. Yeah, Denny would work. Like, they Five. they need wing help. They got the point guard. They got Zach Levine for now. And then they got they got Laurie and Wendell Carter. And they got Otto Porter making $25 million a year. Jesus. Um, 
I think Denny would be a nice fit. Denny for would Chicago. be great for Chicago. Even Isaac Okoro would be nice for them because mm-hmm. again, they they need defense. They need I don't think they take Isaac Okoro over Denny though. No, but I'm just making the argument that they could because they need a wing player. Then the Cavs is where it gets interesting. I could see the Cavs being the Cavs and taking Obi Toppin. I was just about to say, maybe they are the team. They that, might be the team that takes Obi Toppin. In your report that you mentioned about how this interest in Obi from two to six, dead in the middle is number five, and that's Cleveland, and mm-hmm. that's a team that I think could take Obi Toppin. And in that report, it said, reportedly, the Pistons have no interest in Obi Toppin. Honestly, good. I'm <laughs> very happy. <about laughs> like, that. I, listen, I like Obi. He was fun at Dayton, but he's like, twenty three years old coming out of the draft. He's more of a win now draft pick to me. Like, he's someone that would honestly make sense to Golden State for me mm. because of his age, yeah. but I don't know, man. Like, I just, nah. I'd rather take, I'd rather take someone like Killian and just try to develop him. Like, I think Obi, he's 23. Like, yeah. And Atlanta, Atlanta's interesting, too, because while Okongwu would be the best player on the board for them, they have Clint Capella, they have uh, what's his name, uh, Power forward. John Collins. John Collins, yeah. They have John Collins, Clint Capella. Do they really need Okamu? I'm worried that they take Oneko there. And I like Oneko Okamu, man. You know how I feel Let's about Let's say him. hypothetically they take Okoro because they really have no wings. They have no defense. Their defense is one of the worst in the league. John Collins can't play defense. Trey Young can't play defense. Kevin Herter can't play defense. You know, they, they are one of the worst defensive teams in the league, and I think that's why they traded for Clint Capella. But you have Clint Capella. You don't need Okongwu. You have John... Unless they're out on John Collins, you don't need Okongwu. He's not going to help you. And I think they're going to try to be more competitive next year. Atlanta. Like, how long are you going to be able to rebuild like this? You have Trey Young. He averaged 30 points a game. Come on. Like, I think Trey Young is going to be hungry to win more, too. I've been seeing a lot of uh, mock drafts recently have Tyrese Halliburton going to Atlanta. Really? Yes. To be like, what? They're they're all the same. They all, <clears throat> excuse me. They all say that um, it, it could take some of the pressure off of Trey Young. Play Trey more off the ball, something like that. I, I I think that would be what they're kind of shooting for. Like the Cavs took Garland and then played Colin Sexton off the ball. I, I mean, so. maybe, but I don't know. Trey I needs. think Atlanta takes a not good combo. That's just me. But I think there's a chance they take Okoro. Just because That's they good. have no Have a core off the board. But then, this is where it gets interesting with the Pistons. This is interesting to me. Killian Hayes and Okong will fall to the Pistons. That is where we go back to the words that I started this segment on. That is where we learn whether it's actually best, best player, player available, available or, or need. Guard. Which is point guard. Yes. Because right Troy there. Weaver has said it's best player available. Mm-hmm. But everybody and their brother knows they need a point guard. Who are our point guards right now? Derrick Rose and Jordan Bowen? Yeah. We need a point guard. And if you have Killian on the board, you have Tyrese on the board, apparently RJ Hampton is getting a lot of buzz right now. All right. That's more of a if we trade down type situation for me. Trade down with the Celtics. But I don't see why the Celtics. This is interesting too. Let's say Okong was there at seven. Celtics. I feel like they would like to have Okongwu. Oh, they would. If Michael was out in the hallway right now, he'd bang on the glass. Dude, they have picks 14 to uh, 26 and 30, I think, the Celtics. Uh, They have three firsts, I believe. 14, 26, and 30, something like that. I'm giving them seven for 14, 26, and 30, and I'm taking a shot at 
best player, actually best players available at 14, 6, 14, 26, and 30. I mean, if you can do that, yes, but I don't know yeah. if that's really realistic. I don't think Boston gives all that up. But if, but then are you going to let New York get Killian Hayes? I don't want to see the Knicks be good. If they get Killian Hayes, they I don't want to see Killian Hayes, period, in New York. No, but that's, that's who they would pick. I don't even think they would take Killian. They I mean, would. I, that's their dream, man. I think Cole Anthony is their pick. Really? They're not that dumb. New York loves names, and Cole yeah, Anthony is their Yeah, but they're not name. that dumb, man. The Knicks? They yes. took Frank Nielakina. I don't know, Think man. about that. I don't they know, They took man. Porzingis and Frank Nielakina. I don't know, man. I think Cole Anthony would sell tickets. Like, uh... Just like, uh, what's his name? Who did they take a couple years ago? That's garbage. Dennis Smith? <laughs> no, not <laughs> him. They didn't even take him the trade for No, him. no. Um, Who? They, they, they have a... Kevin Knox? Yeah. He's, re- <laughs> he's doing real good. <laughs> um, R.J. Barrett? Jesus. God bless Knicks. I feel bad for them. <laughs> I honestly feel bad for them. The Knicks? Yeah. Ah, screw them. I don't feel bad. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see them succeed, but I feel bad for their situation. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> We're pissed But they're a big market. Well. They could get a free agent. Yeah, man. It, they can. They might steal Christian Wood from us. Oh, please, no. And then I really won't feel bad for them. I'll never feel bad for them again if they steal Christian Wood from us. But if they want to pay, somehow- we- pay him 20 mil... More power to them. If we somehow lost Christian Wood this offseason, then it's really best player available. <laughs> then it's really best player available. Then, if you take Okongwu, I will have... I, I might be advocating for Okongwu with number I seven. I still have no problems with them taking him, even if we keep Christian Wood. Actually, I can't do that, because the draft is before free agency. So... Maybe they'll know. Let's say there's a report that comes out before the draft, and next they're going to throw the bag at Christian Wood. Then I'll be like, you might want to take Okongwu. I'd take him either but way. But over Killian. All over Killian, I'm taking it. I don't know, man. I really like Killian. I really, really like Killian, bro. I do too, but at the same time, there might be better point guard prospects available the next year. Oh, there will be next year. You got the guy from Oklahoma State, um, Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be good. Um, There's, like, I don't feel like you should settle. I don't think Killian Hayes is settling. Is Killian Hayes settling? No, no. Okay. No, no, but here's my point. I don't think Killian Hayes is settling, but I think Okongwu is going to be so good that I'd rather take Okongwu and see what's in the draft next year for point guard. I don't think you can let Okongwu go. He, I mean, I'm not... What's pro- his floor? His floor is like DeAndre Jordan to me. That's his floor. I mean, I think he's Bam, so... His ceiling is, like, it's Bam plus, you don't even know. Like, he's so young. He's a force defensively. He's so good. I mean, after trading Andre, it was it was noticeable, the, the Lions. The Pistons' defense, it they they were missing Andre in the paint. Yeah. Um, and Okamu... But Andre can't switch. I, I'm aware. Okamu, he Okamu can, is better than Andre Drummond. That's, I wasn't arguing otherwise. He can switch. He's Bam. Yeah. He's a force And his offense is just expanding. He's got amazing touch. Another thing that I, I don't want to, like, just destroy Andre, but, like, he's the universal example for Pistons fans about what a big man is. Andre didn't have touch his whole career. He has no touch. He just shoots knuckleballs. Okongwu's got touch. There's spin on his shot. He's going to be 
shooting threes within a few years. And that's that's another thing that I like about Okomu, though. I mean, he is a modern big man. His shot is nice. It is nice. And um, I can see potential in it. And his offense, he's got footwork. I don't really think dude, he's going to be posting up much. You know, we still have no. Blake. We don't even know what's going to happen with Blake, but <laughs> Blake I don't know Ball. how those two look. Blake Ball's coming back, baby. I Oh, they're going to clog the floor. <laughs> they're going to clog the floor. We're not going to have any spacing with those two. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And why. if we have Christian Wood back, oh, God. Well, at least Christian Wood can kind of shoot and Blake can kind of shoot. Yeah, but. That's good. Then That's not going to be your prime goal with them. Though. No. But at least we've seen them have consistent shooting yes, seasons. Yes, yes, yes. Like, it's not like Andre shooting threes, you know. That's not floor spacing. Oh, I didn't want to turn this into a bashing Andre. I, I know, but it's just so easy, man. <laughs> oh, Andre. Oh, Remember no. he got traded to the Cavs and he said they gave me the green light and then John Beeline said we never told him he could shoot threes. <laughs> was John still there? Yeah. John was still there. John was like, we never had a discussion about Andre shooting trees. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So, one under a month ago until the draft, you're on Oneka Komu's bandwagon. My draft board, barring anything strange, who I think will be there, I would say Okamu, and then Killian Hayes, and then if neither of them are there then I will be very upset. Yeah, I think those are my top two, and then it's kind of a gap. Then that's, it's a big, yeah. That's when you start talking to talk about Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. and I'm not a Cole Anthony guy. <laughs> I'm not. like. I'd rather take a shot at a guy with a higher upside than Tyrese Halliburton. I'd rather take and a shot And you think that's at, Cole Anthony? No, I'd rather oh. take a shot at R.J. Hampton than Tyrese Halliburton. You just gotta... We are the Pistons, man. You can't know, take a safe pick. I know. KCP was a safe pick. Hey, that's KCP NBA champion KCP KCP you. will get you 13 points a game and some great defense. The C stands for champion now. But you can't... You're not gonna go anywhere with the Pistons with KCP as your best player, you know? Tyrese Halliburton, he's, he's so... It's settling. It's settling. What do the Pistons do when we trade D Rose to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma? God, Kyle Kuzma, <laughs> Kyle Kuzma and Caruso, like, hey, you be nice. No to man, no. If these guys were on the Minnesota Timberwolves, you would have never even heard about <laughs> them. You wouldn't even know who they were. Oh, we could probably. Fit. Dude, if you had Sviatoslav on the Lakers, he's the fourth best player on their championship team. Think about that. Probably. And the Lake Lakers fans would like bow down to Svi. They did when he was there. Yeah, but if you, I'm saying like you have like Bruce Brown, switch Bruce Brown and Svi with Kuzma and Caruso, and they're worshipped the same way Kuzma and Caruso are worshipped. But no, they're on the Pistons. No, who cares about them? I'm saying just saying like Kuzma's not that good. I don't think Kuzma's much more than a role player. I Caruso, same thing. They're just glorified role players just because they play with LeBron and the Lakers. We'll talk about that if the discussion comes. Because there are reports that D-Rose might get traded to the Lakers, but... We'll they see. don't have anything for us. No. Who, who, I, I want picks more than assets, like young players. I don't players. want a 28th pick in the draft, though, for D-Rose. Hey, listen, I'll take a first. I don't care. 28th pick? Bro, I don't care. 
Kevin Porter Jr. was 30 last year. He's still, he's not even that good. He's a lot better than Dravidis Servidis or whatever he's up to now. <laughs> Lithuanian Luke. Davidis Servidis? I didn't understand. Did I say that. his name right? Davidis Servidis? Davidis Servidis. Davidis Servidis. There's no R in his first name. Davidis. Davidis, yeah. Davidis Servidis. Yeah, that's perfect. Hey! Not it's not like you're ever going to have to say it. He's never going to come to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. We got this. We got skedaddle. Thanks right. for coming on, Eli. It was, it was fun. fun. Yeah. You'll be back after the Minnesota game. Yeah, things will be interesting after that. It's good. You'll be here to talk about who? Burke. Burke Buzzins. Buzzins. My favorite quarterback. <laughs> in the yes. Oh, I would love to play some outro Whoa. music. And that'll be a week from the draft. Oh. So we might have some headlines. Oh. Okay. That'll be a week before the draft. Week before the draft. Who's coming on after the draft? Will that be Grant? Um. No, Grant is before, and then Tyler would be after. Tyler's after. Tyler, I know you're listening. You better be doing your homework, because <laughs> you'll be doing the draft coverage. Unless Tyler's we... after the Panthers and after the draft. Oh, that show's going to be messed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, I wish I could play some outro music, but there's no internet connection down here. So, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Real I Bashi, I'm Tony Browski. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Uh, this is 88.3 FM, WXOU, and this is Trash Talk with Tony Dabrowski, signing off.